excited about it. Oh yeah. A new series and it's, it's exciting. Amen. One of my favorite subjects, okay. But as pastor, I don't know if I have the opportunity to go there. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Father, I just ask that you speak your word today. And help us, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. In Matthew, my, the title of my message is called The Triumph of Faith. The Triumph of Faith. That's the title of the message. And you're going to help me today, amen? How many can speak? How many dumb people do we have? No, you can speak. So, you're going to speak today. Amen? Amen. It says, and from the days of John the Baptist, Matthew 11 verse 12, from the days of John the Baptist until now. From the days of John the Baptist until now, this very day. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And the violent take it by force. The violent ones take the kingdom by force. You're not taking it from God. You are taking what Satan is taking from you and stolen from you or I brought into your life. You throw those out and then you bring in what you want. Now, faith is violent. We're not talking about fighting with hands and your foot and kicking, kung fu fighting and stuff like that. Some of the younger ones will know what I'm talking about. We're talking about the violence of faith. Say with me this morning, I am that violent one. You're not saying it like you mean it. <laughs> I am the violent one. Jesus says, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God is suffering violence. Not violence that we know with guns and bombs. That's not what we're talking about. This is the violence of faith. Your faith has to be violent if you are going to possess the kingdom. Can you hear me? Your faith has to be violent. You can't, say, you can't sit there and say, Devil, could you just leave me alone? Leave me alone, please. That's not going to work. It's the violence of faith. And you claim this morning, you are that violent one. Amen? Because you can claim it, you have faith in you. If you are a Christian, there is faith that has been deposited in your heart. He's there. Get violent like David. The violence of faith. You know, when you read the story of David, and we've read it in First Samuel, when you read the story of David, when he was speaking to Goliath, Goliath was insulted by it, and he, he, moved, he got up and was moving towards David. Now, what was he doing? He was expecting David to run away 
<laughs> David ran towards him. Amen. The violence of faith. He wasn't afraid. He knew God was with him. And this guy had no chance. And let me tell you this morning, God is with you. And the enemy has no chance against your life. Can I hear an amen? God is on your side. And you are that violent one. Don't tell yourself, I can't do it. The pastor can do it. Pastor, pastor Andy, Pastor Mike, these people can do it. No, you, God is speaking about you. You have the violent faith in your heart. And you can take the kingdom. Listen to this in Luke chapter 11, verse 21 and 22. He says, when a strong man, fully armed, guards his own place, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger man, the stronger than he comes upon him, amen, and overcomes him, he takes from him all his armor. In which he trusted and devised his force. I know when you read this, you're thinking, well, Jesus is talking about himself, yeah? He's a stronger man. Guess where Jesus lives? Inside of you. I am crucified with Christ. Is that not what we say? And it's no longer I who lives. But Christ lives in me. You are that stronger one, the drunk, stronger man. Can you, can you allow that with me this morning? You are the stronger man. Say with me, I am the stronger one than the devil. You see, he has been keeping all these things. He's at peace in your life. <laughs> but when you receive Jesus... And Jesus is coming to your life. Basically, the way I look at it, because Jesus is, com- is coming through, he's the strong man. He's keeping his goods, maybe in your life. <laughs> but now you got Jesus in you. And then when you rise up like something, he says, here comes trouble. Because the stronger man is coming. If you just sit and wait, nothing happens. He is safe when you're doing nothing. But when you take your shield of faith and you take the sword of the word of God, the sword of the spirit, and he sees you coming for a fight, he knows trouble has come. The stronger one is coming. I am the stronger one. Listen. The triumph of faith. There is no victory without a fight. Many of us don't want to fight. We don't want to test. We don't want anything. We just want everything to be coming to us. We don't have to do anything. But Christianity is a fight. You have to fight for your life. You have to fight for your family. You have to fight for your finances. You have to fight for your job. Everything on earth is a fight. Satan is determined to fight. But thank God you are the stronger one. And you can always defeat him. 
You are the stronger one. Jesus made you that. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, it says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. If you are born again, you have overcome, you are born of God, you have the ability in you to overcome whatever Satan brings at you. It's part of your DNA. Amen? The strength is there, deposited by the Holy Spirit. When you receive Christ and you got filled with the Holy Spirit, you are that stronger one. You have the violent faith. And Satan is scared of you. We're coming to that. <laughs> We're coming to that. He's scared of you because of what you have. The only problem is we don't know it. We don't know that. He says very clearly, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And I'm born of God. I'm born from above. We said it before. He who is from above, he's above all. You were born from above. Born again means born from above. A new spirit. Amen. That's how it happened. It wasn't your mom that just gave you birth here. But if you were in Christ, God gave birth to your spirit. Because you are a new creature. How did that happen? From above. You were born from above. And the scripture says, whoever is born from above is above all. That's why Jesus in you can overcome anything. No matter what it is. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. I want that to sink into your mind today. You are an overcomer. Not going to be an overcomer. God has already made you an overcomer from the day you were born again. And you have to receive that. You are an overcomer. Say it with me. I am an overcomer. You know, some of us are saying, I'm not sure about that. I have so many troubles. <laughs> the troubles are there for you to defeat so you can climb higher. You know, if you... If trouble comes and you are walking on your path with God and he puts a stumbling block before you, don't be scared of it. Just climb higher. Amen? Climb. And that's how he keeps putting this stumbling block. You're going higher and higher because God is training your hands for, for warfare. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Do you want to know what victory that is? Your violent faith. Hallelujah. Your violent faith is the victory. No matter when he says the word, everything Satan can throw at you. Your faith is the victory. Your belief in the word of God, that the word of God cannot fail. No matter what, that's faith. He's born from the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And guess what? The word of God is God himself. He says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. You got God, the word of God, and you cannot be defeated. No way you can be defeated when you're standing with the word of God. That violent faith. This is the victory 
that has overcome the world, our faith. It's still a fight, but you overcome. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, uh, verse 26, Paul was talking about this fight. <laughs> he says, therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty. Hallelujah. I run thus. I am not uncertain. Because victory has been guaranteed me. When I run, I'm not running with uncertainty. Amen. He says, Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air. I'm fighting to win. I know what I'm fighting against. Everything that Satan brings at you that makes you uncomfortable, that wants to steal your peace, is what the enemy is bringing at you. But Paul was clear. When you fight, do not fight with uncertainty. Hallelujah. Because when you are fighting with uncertainty, oh, I just hope God will do this for me. I really hope that God really meant what he said. And God will really do this. Everyone that asks what? Receives. That's what God says. If you can't fight, ask him. Everyone who asks, receives. So would you receive? Yes. God is not a man that he should lie. He spoke his word. You take that word and you stand by the word. That is your victory. Your situation may be down today. You may be crying at the moment because of situations. But the Bible says joy comes in the morning. And so while you are out there thinking about the difficulties coming against your life, your family, your marriage, whatever it is, that the enemy is coming, your finances, whatever it is, you know things are going to change for you. That's guaranteed. If you fight that fight of faith, that's guaranteed. It says, Paul says it's a fight. Better understand it. Christianity is a fight. <laughs> When I got saved initially, I think God spared me for the first few days. Because I didn't realize this is going to be a fight all my life. You know, when I finished college, the same thing, I thought, oh, I'm through with studying. No, you're not. <laughs> you still got to study. That's what happened. I had my free joy. God has saved me. And, 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 and God protected me. And then all of a sudden, some strange thoughts went through my head. <gasps> and in my mind, I was going to lose my salvation. What's going on? So I knew it was a fight. From then on, it was a fight. The fight was both inside and outside. There were people coming after me. Persecution. And people saying, you lost your mind. And when you hear a lot of people saying that, you ask yourself, is this really true? <laughs> Did I lose my mind? But God was with me. Amen. You don't run with uncertainty. In Second Timothy verse 4, chapter 4, verse 7, 
It says, Paul says, I have fought what? Notice not saying, I fought a good fight. D. Can you get the difference? It's a big difference there. He could have said, I fought a good fight. No. I fought the good fight. And God is expecting you to do what? Fight what? The good fight. It's the good fight. Every one of us, if you're fighting with something now, guess what it is? It is a good fight. It says, I have fought the good fight. I lay hold of eternal life. <laughs> Every one of us has eternal life. Because Jesus says, if you believe, you have eternal life. It's the life of God. It's not, on the, it's not found on the earth. This is from heaven. You are now like God, eternal life. That's why the scripture says, King of Kings, right? And he's not talking about President Trump. This is King of Kings. Because God sees you as a king and a queen. In heaven, no, it's all male. This <laughs> the way it is. We don't go the way we know about it on earth. But God says, kings, you, you have that royalty upon your life. And the devil should respect that. Can I hear an amen? You, have, you are royalty. And so that's what the scripture tells us very clearly there. You fight the good fight of faith. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. See, when you fight the good fight, not just sitting down, you kept the faith. And I didn't go more to that, but Paul was saying, now just laid up for me up there because he was ready to go. And it's, I took that from that scripture Paul was ready to go home. There was a time he was not sure. Amen? Just a man. When you're not ready to go, nobody can take your life. Can I hear amen? amen? When you're not ready to go, until you are satisfied with life. That's the way I look at it. But see, Satan wants to tell you and show you all the circumstances or not, and what everybody else is saying, and how you're feeling, and all of that. To convince you to change your mind and not fight. The same thing he does with your finances. He shows you how you're going to get it. You don't have a job. Nobody wants you and he keeps ministering to you. But then you fight. You remember, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And he makes a way in the wilderness. He can still do it. He can make a way for the wilderness for you. God can take care of your need. Can I hear an amen? God will take care of you. You know, there used to be a song that we, when I was newly saved, it was real pleasing to me. I really enjoyed it. It says, God will take care of you. Don't be afraid. God will take care of you. Don't be afraid. He is there for you. Through sunshine and shade. He's there. 
he won't disappoint you. He will never disappoint you. If you think God has forgiven you, you've bought into the lie, forgotten you, you bought into Satan's lie. He hasn't. He cares deeply for you. And you take care of the problem. He's able to do it. But you got to believe him. And you got to be violent against the enemy. Because as the enemy ministers, that's why I like the story of David. If you read the story of David, that's the way we should fight. Amen? Guess what? The, the Goliath says, am I a dog? You're coming to me with sticks. I'm not a dog. He's just looking at that little guy coming. And he's about nine feet tall. Huge. And he's like, what's wrong with these Jewish people? They sent this kid to fight me? A warrior? And he spoke to David. Am I a dog? He was his words. He says, my gods will give your flesh to me today. And David says, well, you come, with me, come to me with those spears. You know, back and forth. The fight was won in their words. Can you hear it? The fight. But I come to you with the God. He says, the fight belongs to God. David told him to God. And David says, the Lord today will give you, and then prophesy to him exactly what was going to happen to him. I'm going to cut off your head today. And the guy's looking, you? Cut off my head? But see, the battle was won. Through verse. He was on the side of the enemy. And David was on the side of God. Guess what? You are on God's side, right? And the devil is on his own side. He can never win. You're going to cut off his his head. Can I hear an amen? Hold that head up. I got him. That's the head of your problem. Can I hear an amen? That's the head of what Satan has come against your life with. But if you are not violent in faith like David, you will run like the rest of the Israelites. (laughs) You will run at his presence. But when you have that violence of faith, nothing disturbs you. David was not concerned. He never crossed his mind that he was going to lose. (laughs) Amen? He was going to win this war. And he says, not just you, Goliath, but all the people behind you will kill all of them. All your little demons are dead today. It was a war of words. That's how we fight. You speak back to the enemy when he's speaking to your head, to your mind. Amen? That's what Christianity is. You got that in the days of Jesus, the temptation. It was a war of words. Words that led into action. Amen? Words. Satan speaks terrible temptation. And Jesus speaks back. It's always a war of words. But you have to be violent. Amen? In your faith towards God. He says, and then Paul tells us in 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 12, fight again, what is it? The good fight of faith. Is the fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession. You see, 
The fight is what? Confession. Confession. What you're saying? The good confession in the presence of many witnesses. You got to speak it in the presence of many witnesses. Let me show you. I have this thing here. The audacity of faith. Hello? When faith is in your heart, you can be audacious. No fear. Listen to this scripture by Elijah. Elijah. It says in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1, And Elijah, the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead, said to Ahab, Ahab was the king, his wife Jezebel, and they've been causing all kinds of trouble for the children of Israel, turning them away from God to serve another God, Baal. And Elijah didn't like that. And so Elijah was praying to God. <laughs> okay? There is a time to pray. There is a time to act. Can I hear an amen? If you read the scripture, he, he was praying. And then one day he decided, pray, prayer is enough. I got to do something. And walked to the king of Israel, who could take his life immediately if he wanted to, and said to him, Elijah said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, as long as this God is, the God of Israel, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except by my word. Can you see how audacious? Until I say it, until I say it, rain, it won't rain. And we're thinking, ah, that's Elijah, that's the prophet of God. But what he did was pray. And then he had his time to speak. There's a time to pray, but then there's a time to, in your prayer, you got to speak to the enemy. <laughs> Moses went to Pharaoh. Let, God said, let my people go. And you can come to the enemy and say, you got to let go. There will not be rain nor dew in the land until I say so. I'm sure the king thought, <laughs> you, that's not going to happen. Rain comes in the season. You're just talking. I'm not sure he acted on it. He didn't believe it. Until that happened. But the Bible tells us in James chapter 5, that's to you now today. James chapter 5, verse 17 and 18. It says, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. He was just a man. A believer in the God of Israel. And you are a believer in the same God. 
Nothing special. That's what he's saying. There was nothing special about Elijah. He was a natural man just like us. And God is challenging us to have that fight of faith. Violent fight. Because that's what Elijah did. He was audacious. He wasn't afraid. Didn't think it would happen. The king was going to laugh. If I told him this and it didn't happen, everybody's going to laugh at me. What would they think? How can a prophet say something and didn't happen? He wasn't thinking about those things. Amen. That's why I always mention uh, God is going to give me $40 million. I'm not afraid of what anybody thinks and don't know how God's going to do it. But I pray about it and I'm speaking it. And I believe God's going to do it. I believe God's going to do it. Can I hear an amen? amen? You guys are real quiet. Elijah was a man with nature like ours. And guess what he did? He prayed. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain. So before Elijah went, he actually was praying to God about this matter. He was talking to God about it. And what was his purpose? I want the people to turn to God. That was his purpose. He wasn't for him. He wasn't for a show. When he's right with you and God's dealing with you and things are working out for your life, your friends see it. You understand what I'm saying? They know you are in trouble. And then they see how things turn around because of what you're praying. When you have problems, talk to God about it. Talk to God. That's what this was bothering, bothering him. In my life, you want to think, how will people think about this? I'm a Christian. What would they think about it? It's not about you. You're ready to go through it. But what are they going to think about God? And that bothers you. And you, can, you keep asking God, whether it's your finances, whether it's your children, whether it's your marriage, whatever it is. If it doesn't bring honor to God, that should bother you. Amen? Because they were dishonoring God and Elijah didn't like it. So he started praying to God. He prayed earnestly that it will not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. So they didn't have a doubt. It was this man. In fact, Ahab was looking for him. But God had hidden, put, hidden the, his, his servant as that. But Ahab needed, he was desperate. He was looking for him. I'm sure after that, Ahab was scared of this guy. What is this guy? He can say a word. And you know, God actually said this. Listen. He says, God didn't allow any word that Samuel spoke to fall to the ground. And the Bible says, if you are born into God's family in the New Testament, you are greater than Samuel. The thing is, we don't believe God enough to speak to the problem. Amen? You believe God enough and say, God, I believe you. But you pray. Pray about it, and then you come out boldly. 
There was a song some years ago. It says, the warrior is a child. They see you out boldly, but when you come back in, you are begging God because you don't have what it takes. Amen? But when you show up, God's with you. And you can do the battle. Elijah was a man. And he says he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain. And the earth produced its fruit. So what is he trying to say to us? You can do the same thing. You can do exactly the same thing. We've heard of people praying against the hurricane. They don't want it in Houston. They want it in Louisiana. And the Louisiana people are praying and saying, we don't want it in Louisiana. Go to Houston. (laughs) Who is going to win in this fight? (laughs) But we can actually pray, God don't let it destroy any part. Amen. We don't want lives destroyed. We don't want families destroyed. Regardless of where it's going. Soften the blow. Turn this thing around so people will not suffer. And guess what? God will answer that. God will answer that. I I remember years ago, I was holding a crusade and it was going to rain. And I I told God, if it rains, because it's outdoor in Nigeria. Outdoor. And I told myself, if it rains, these people will not come. And that was what happened. God answered the prayer. As soon as we got through, I think that also happened when we went to Calvert. Remember that? We were going to go from door to door in Calvert and it was really going to rain. And it was hot. But the clouds shielded us. Amen? And as soon as we got back into the van, the heavens opened. (laughs) He poured down rain. So we knew our prayers were answered. And we had the cool weather to do what we wanted to do. Amen. The Bible is saying you can do the same no matter what's going on in your life. Pray to God about it. And then God will give you the title deed in your heart. Amen. That your prayer has been heard. After that, don't sit back. Declare your victory. Declare your victory. And say, why are you talking? You still have the problem. I know, but I have victory over it. Now, when you speak boldly, and they doubt what you're saying, and then it finally happens, guess what? They look at you differently. They start coming to you, uh, uh, my family has this problem. Could you pray, please? Hello? Now they trust in your prayer. Amen. They trust in your prayer. They trust in your prayer. You know, my, my, my wife and I, we were, we, we were with a Muslim guy, uh, Ikram, you remember him? Uh, he's, he's known me all my years when I was studying for my PhD. And there was, I've told you the story. He told me, Ikram says, did you read the memo? He's going to fire us from our job. And I tell Ikram, he can't fire me. He is not the one who gave me the job. 
God gave me the job. And so he understood that. He had a baby born and the baby was having a problem. It's a Muslim guy. He says, good luck if I become a Christian in Pakistan. That's it. I'm gone. And so Angel and I were in his house. And the baby was having some kind of a problem. And uh, we hesitated. And then I finally said, Ikram, can I pray for your child? Oh, yes. He quickly brought the child to us. Oh, yes. Pray for him. Pray for my child. Pray for my child. Amen. Because he has seen. He doesn't believe in my God, but he knew there's something behind that. Amen. Many times we had a lot of arguments. But so you're bold. After you've prayed, you got the title date, something in you tells you, this prayer is answered. And every time you go back to it, God's saying, mm, were you still talking about this? This prayer is answered. It's time for you to go out and declare. Amen. Amen. Just like Elijah did. Uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> I have this. I will just paraphrase it. I'll just go through it for you. You remember the story of Joshua? Amen. Let me read it. Please give me just like five minutes, okay? Hello. Five. I think Pastor Al is going to. Five minutes. He's after me now. <laughs> Just give me five minutes. In those days, I will be preaching so excitedly. And I will say, three times, three times. And Pastor Al says, it's three. But I couldn't do it. So I earned that reputation. But give me five minutes, okay? He says, and even is, and seven priests shall bear seven trumpets. This was Joshua marching with the Israelites around the wall of Jericho. Okay? Around the wall of Jericho. And God had told them, you do what I tell you to do, that thick wall, with buildings on the wall. That's how thick the wall was. Buildings. Rahab's house was on the wall. That's, it was a big, thick wall. And God told them, that wall, if you do what I ask you to do, the wall will come down. I mean, in, the mind, in our minds, how is that wall going to come down? It can't come down, it's too thick. But God gives you something that doesn't make sense. In the natural. But you don't look to the things that you see with your eyes. You look to the things that are unseen. Because the things that are seen are more alive than the things that you cannot see. So he told them, this is what you must do. He says, God is a perfect God. Notice what he says. Seven is the perfect number in scriptures, right? So he tells them, and seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of rams before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times. Can you see the seven, seven? All complete seven times. And the priest shall blow the trumpet. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast. Right? When they make a long blast with their rams on... And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, 
that all the people shall shout with a great shout, then the wall of the city will fall down flat. And the people shall go up even man straight, every man straight before him. Now notice, notice what's happening here. What's the trumpet for? That's the chauffeur, right? Seven. Perfect. What's the trumpet for? Do we all have to mess around with chauffeur in our hands for victory? No. You got your trumpet. Hello? You got your trumpet. It's perfect number. Trumpet. And that trumpet has to blow. Notice what it says. They were going around the city for seven days. Seven days just minding their business. What God told them to do. They, they, the priests were there with their shofar. Seven priests. Number, that includes every one of us. You understand that? They were blowing their, they were blowing their horns just, just once a day. They go around and come back. Guess what was happening inside the city? They were not fighting. Everybody inside the city was scared. Amen? When you start going around your problem, amen, and you are marching around the walls of your problem, the enemy inside that problem that's causing the problem, he's shaking. They were saying, this is it for us. It's over. As they were marching around. The Jews didn't know that. You don't know what's going on in the spirit realm when you're doing that. But then he says that God said, the, the last day, I want you to go around seven times. That's the final time. And at that time, they are still blowing the trumpets. And then finally, they have a long blast. That means this time, <laughs> both with your mouth, what do you do with your mouth? You speak and you sing. Hello? You speak and you sing. When you know the day has come, you begin to speak, you begin to praise God, you begin to talk to the enemy, you begin to let them know this is the day, is over, and you give the enemy a long blast, and the walls will all come down. Amen. The walls will all come down. No matter how thick the wall is. The enemy is inside thinking he's secure. But you are the stronger man. Amen? And you are now, you are marching around the wall of your problem. And you are praying, praising God, speaking the word. And you are sure the walls are going to come down. Meanwhile, the enemy says, this is real trouble. We have nowhere to go. This, is, this game is over. Amen. The game is over. How many of you understand what I'm talking about today? How many is going to practice it? You see, the voice is wanting to hear. If you have any fear, no matter what the fear is, 
If you have fear about something, every time you think about it, you are a little anxious. Uh, the spiritual word for that is concerned. You are a little anxious, and then when your mind is off it, you are happy, right? But every time Satan brings your mind in there to that area, you are a little, you know what to do? Start marching around that wall. Amen? Start marching and praying to God about it, and marching around it, and telling the enemy, uh, your day has come. It's going to be over today, and I'm not quitting. I'm going to stay still. You don't quit when you fight. And you don't fight with uncertainty. Amen? You know you are going to win. Stand up with me today. I know every one of us is going through a fight. Some fights. I want to assure you, you've already won. Because the Lord, the fight is actually the Lord's. That's why it's called the good fight. It's the good fight of faith because God is a part of this fight that you are fighting. And God can never lose. So you're going to win. There is a fight in your life today. There's something you're afraid of. Would you speak to it right now? Speak to it. Now, this is practice time. You don't have to, you, you can speak out loud depending on what you want to do. But tell that thing that is bugging you that the time has come. I heard the word of God and I'm going to respond to that word of God. And this trouble, you're going away from my life. Whatever it is. And I can guarantee you today, God's hand is upon your life. And God's blessing you now because you've heard the word. And you didn't turn away. You've heard the word. You're acting on the word. The victory is already here. The victory is already here. Speak to that thing. Tell it you're going to change. You're going to be out of my life. You have no place in my life. I have the confidence in God that God didn't lie. He spoke his word and I'm standing by his word. And I know I have the victory. I am going to blow my trumpet. I'm going to let everyone hear it. I'm going to let them know this problem cannot take me down. I'm going to be victorious. No matter what, if God has to part the sea for me, that sea will be parted. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God, we speak to all of these problems, Lord God. They are out of our way. Because we believe in your word. We will fight that fight of faith. We will be victorious. Because you have given us victory. We are of God, little children. We are of God, little children. And you have overcome everything the world can throw at you. Let your heart believe that. And have confidence in that. That you are not uncertain. God is with me. Nothing can be against me. Every weapon that the enemy sends my way will fall down. No weapon formed against me will prosper. Every tongue that is risen against me in judgment, I condemn. Because I am a servant of God, I have the right to speak it. And every word I speak will not fall to the ground. Will not fall to the ground. So speak good words. Speak good words. Prophesy! 
to that problem. Speak to that problem. You are going away from my life. Life's going to be better for me because Jesus said, I came that they might have life and they that might have it more, 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 abundantly, more, more. He's from God. He's from the Holy Spirit. God will give you that abundant life. He shall be well with you. 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 And the Bible says, and your days shall be multiplied and prolonged like the days of heaven on earth. Like the days of heaven on the earth. Like the days of heaven on the earth. Like the days of heaven on the earth. Like Deuteronomy chapter 11 verse 9 and verse 21. Your days shall be multiplied. God started, it will be well with you. Say with me, it will going to be well with me. It will be well with me. And your days shall be prolonged, multiplied as the days of heaven on the earth. That's your portion in the name of Jesus. Your days shall be multiplied like the days of heaven on earth. When heaven was on earth, and in those days, they lived for like 900 years. Eating and enjoying life. Hallelujah. Like the days of heaven on earth. Say with me, I have the days of the heavens on the earth for me. That's mine. That's mine. We give God praise. Pastor Michael, would you please come? Put your hands together. Tell the Lord, I'm a doer of the word. Say it with me. I'm a doer of the word. Hallelujah. Amen. What a powerful word of boldness and strength. This last week in the, in the Zoom meeting, Pastor gave us Ephesians 1. Uh, Chapter 1, verse 17 through 20 to pray. And it's about the hope that God has for us. And that boldness he's talking about. That incomparably great power that we have at our fingertips. And that's what he's talking about today. If you don't have that, you out there and anybody here, we're going to take care of that today. Everybody bow your heads, eyes closed. If you have not received Christ as your Savior and you would like to have that boldness, if you would like to be able to pray with the spiritual power he's talking about and receive Christ today, please raise your hand right now, real quick, and I'll look at it. I'll find your hand. If you would like to rededicate yourself to the Lord today, to fight that fight, to be powerful, repeat after me. Father God, I receive you as my Savior. I thank you, Lord, that Jesus went to the cross to give me the strength to pray the pray of boldness and strength. Lord, I receive you anew and the strength to do that in Jesus' name. Amen. You're dismissed.